silly grin. It's the same old thing. We've checked the dictionary now. Here's a commentary on life abroad and all it brings. Immigrants, expats, we are British and black, living across the sea. So why don't you join us? Just we cat and just we nats and pour yourself a cup of tea in the morning as you listen to our podcast weekly. Our podcast weekly. Welcome back to Expat Immigrant. My name's Natalia and this is my voice. Hello, my name is Kat and this is my voice. Guys, today is a very, very special episode. I'm so excited to bring this to you because guess what? It's not just me and Kat here in the uh, Expat Immigrant studio. No. We have an extra special guest, someone who is so dear to me. This is my best friend. She's here. She's spending time with us. And we thought to ourselves, let's get her on. She's got such an amazing story that we have to share with you. Her name is Portia. Hello, Portia. Thank you for joining us. Hi, (laughs) ladies. Portia, I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so happy that people can get to hear your voice. You've got the most sultry voice. (laughs) I think it's even more sultry with a mic. Because I feel like in the real life, it's, it's you know, it, no, but when you've got the mic on now, I'm just, you know, getting chills and everything down my spine. I know, chills multiplying <laughs> down your spine. No, Portia's got the best voice. Try and get, if you're lucky enough to receive a voice note from Portia, <laughs> like, honestly. It'll make your day. It makes your day. Hey, that should be my living. Recording. Uh, <laughs> yeah, recording. Speech. Yeah. I, I think some women do that, actually. You use the telephone to voice to uh, get some money. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) We're talking to Portia today because Portia is also living the expat immigrant life. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Portia, where do you live now? Well, currently I live in Berlin. Make some noise. Deutschland. Deutschland. You not thought we don't know about Deutschland. You not thought we're just sticking to France. <laughs> no, Gosh. mate. Hello. 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 So we think it's just such a great uh, time to talk to you because we want to um, really show people different places mm-hmm. around the world uh, and different experiences so first let's just take it back first of all like mm. we've known each other for like 15 years yeah somewhere around there yes absolutely can you remember how you met i can well oh, I is, it, is it x-rated um, no <laughs> can, can we share it how did we meet we met in brighton we met in brighton we met in brighton but did, did we meet on the way there or did we just meet there we met there, babes, because okay. what had happened was my friend, our friend Aisha, had invited me to stay with a mutual friend, um, Ava. Yeah. And uh, that's where I met Nat. Oh. Yeah. And I had a little Did we have a night out? I can't remember. I it was feel like years we did ago. have a night out. Knowing the two of you. Probably, you know. Yeah. yeah. Probably. In night Brighton. Out, night out in. Like maybe we just got drunk inside. I can't remember to be honest. But I met Nat at Ava's house and in the morning, whilst I was still sleeping, Uh-oh. what were you doing, Nat? <laughs> <laughs> what I did... What, how did you wake me up, Nat? What I did was I, I had a guitar. I saw a guitar there and I, did, I wasn't doing it for Portia, but I was really? strumming along on the guitar. Strumming my, friend, my pen. I tuned it up. My friend had a guitar, her acoustic guitar, and I started strumming along. And then I was picking out these chords 
And I was like, oh, wait, this sounds like a song I know. And it was, and then I started to sing it and it was flames to dust, love What to time friends. in the morning? It was Why not. Also, by the way, you were sat at the end of my bed. So I assumed when you were singing it bed, to me. You were sitting, you were sitting in the living room. <laughs> on the couch. It was, it was, like, yeah, it was yeah, literally it was. a makeshift it's bed. True, it's true, Remember those days. I'm just trying to romanticise the whole meeting, meeting yeah. but apparently. No, she just drummed something. You just yeah. happened to be there. Well, the magic was going on. Oh, the magic was going on. But that's how we met. That and then, is how we met. Did we not try and dodge a fan at? Oh, my God. <laughs> then, because our mutual friend Ava was all, she never paid her fare. Oh, my God. She was just like, why are you wasting your money buying a t- train ticket? But it's worse when you and get the make ticket, us feel man. Stupid. Exactly. Did she make you feel stupid for buying a train ticket? So we were like, she was like, there's no one ever there. <laughs> did you get caught? So no. But we bottled it. And we bottled it. We bought we got, we, So we went on the train without a ticket and we were just like, <laughs> I don't know if I could do this. And then we just saw train staff just walking down. We're like, fuck that. Like, let's get out of here. We bottled it. Yeah, we Went back it. and forth. And that was the beginning. That was the beginning. That was the beginning. And you've been living respectfully ever since. <laughs> yeah, respectfully and well within the law. Yeah. <laughs> but um, since then, yeah, lots of parties, lots of um, events. And yeah. I suppose just, just hanging out. Living in we London lived in London. Yeah. Exactly. What took you to London? Because people might, with, with a, a, a tuned ear, would hear that you're not an original <laughs> Londoner. You are a Londoner, <laughs> but where are you from? So I grew up in Blackpool. Nice. And uh, what took me to London University? Um, I went up. Yeah, I, I applied for like Manchester and London and I got a place in London and I just went. My um, sister was living there at the time. So it just seemed like an easy place to transfer to. Yeah. Nice. After Blackpool. I mean, nice. If anyone knows Blackpool, that is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were telling me earlier, like growing up in Blackpool. So can oh, yeah. you tell us your um, your heritage for Ooh. people who might want to know? Um, my, both my parents are Bangladeshi, so they were immigrants in the 70s so they came to england but they came to blackpool in the 80s actually where i was born Mm. and i was yeah i was telling natalia earlier that there was just a lack of diversity there so i actually never understood why they moved there and Mm. um yeah it was was quite racist it was quite a racist place to grow up up, yeah and um i was saying to nat earlier that the high school that i went to I was the only brown person. Oh and I gosh. could not believe that. I can believe it. There's certain yeah. parts of the UK that is yeah. just... I, and, but sometimes it still blows my mind. I think because we had grown up in London. London. Yeah. yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. And the question, actually, we were talking about it because we'll get to um, that again at some point, but we both have children very close in age. And I was, we were, the conversation was about language and I was saying maybe like, my child boy boy can go to like an English school just like how our friends would go to Greek school and yeah. Turkish school you know to me it was just like yeah all my Greek friends and Turkish friends and then yeah. and then Portia and I was like Portia you know what I'm talking about and she was like actually I was the only brown oh my gosh <laughs> yeah, that's like, the my... school was your home <laughs> I know it was actually it wasn't that bad actually to be fair in terms of the racism actually I didn't get a lot in school but I got it more like living in Blackpool because yeah, right. we were actually the only brown family for miles and miles and miles and miles. Mm. Goodness me! Yeah, are your family Spencer. still in Blackpool? Yes, or, they yeah. are, and I don't. I don't know if Blackpool because ha- I haven't been back for quite a long time, and I don't know if it's improved in mm. terms of its mm. diversity. But yeah, yeah. So but, that's the background. So you yeah. know about coming. You know all about leaving home. Like you came yeah. to London. Yeah. So you already started fresh as uh, in London with your sister. That's what right, was yeah. that like moving to a big city? Well, um, London, I mean, back then, it was 20 years ago. I mean, I lived in London for 20 years. Yeah. 
Back then, obviously, and I've known you for fifteen of those. Then. <laughs> oh my gosh, the highlights! It, got, the highlights. it got better five years into living because <laughs> I met I met that. But no, when I first moved to London, I mean, I was at uni, so I was quite busy. But also, like, I was eighteen, like, uh, give, you know, having that independence to explore because I yeah. didn't really get that when I was living up north. Mm. Um, having the independence to explore and just, I, I think I just fit right in. To be fair, you did. yeah, yeah, because I, I, right I, it still blows my mind that you're not like a like, like or not even that, but like when I hear your accent mm. as well, sometimes it's just so neutral. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, that's my northern no, friend, yeah. <laughs> you know. But so you came to London, you you had that twenty years, and then now you are in Berlin. This is that's all right. about like traveling and yeah. moving, right? Yeah. So let's. What took you to Berlin? My boyfriend. No, I'm joking. It wasn't my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. Partially, Listen, we partially. are all friends here. This is I'm a community joking. of people who, who move around. Do you know, that's partially, yeah, I mean, that's partially true. It wasn't, it wasn't my boyfriend, but I had a job in the NHS for many, many years um, working in psychiatry. And I think in year 10, I just got a bit tired of mm. it. Mm. And I just, and at, at the time, my boyfriend had received a, a, job, a, a job interview or a job offer in his inbox in Berlin. And um, he said, should I just go and take this interview? I was like, well, yeah, okay. And if you get it, then maybe we could talk about it. Yeah. And basically he got the job and then we spoke about it. And I took one year off and uh, I took a sabbatical from work. And in that year I was like, oh, I can always come back to London if I don't like Berlin. But yeah. obviously things happened and I never returned. But I never returned. How many years has it been now that you've been in Berlin? This is my fifth year. Oh, time is flying. Wow. Years. I've moved in 2017. Wow. Uh, no, what, wait, where are we? Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's been five years. I've yeah. Had you visited Berlin before you... I was um, going to ask Yeah, well, that. jump in and I see the opportunity. <laughs> in it. <laughs> Have you visited Berlin before? I, yeah, so I had visited Berlin with my sister, but like, oh gosh, was it like 10 years ago? Mm. Uh, it was before Flavian, actually. So it was, it was like... Um, Maybe around the time I met you. I've been to Berlin a couple of times. Once my sister and then once with my boyfriend. And I liked it to visit. Mm. That's the thing. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever think like, did you ever see it as a place? Oh, I could potentially live here. Not or really. did you not have those sort of lenses on at the time? Mm. Not really. I guess, in, you know, some cities you can go to and you're like, oh, I could, I could see myself. Berlin was not one of them. No. Wow. Yeah, Why so. was that? What was your impression of Berlin before moving there? Grim. <laughs> it was grim. What, what time of year did you go? I think I went once in summer and then once around now, like uh, like November, December. I can't remember. It was a long mm. time ago when I first vi first visited and the second time. But still, it was just like small and it was a little, little bit grim. And I think um, I didn't really picture myself living there. Mm. But I'd give anything a go in it. So. Yeah. You're adventurous. Why not? Yeah. Why not? What? So what was your image of the place? What was your image of Berlin before you got there? And did it match, once you started living there, did it match like the reality with what you imagined? So the image, I guess like I, yeah, the image is basically, I saw it as a bit grim. There was like pockets of it that were a little bit, I guess you could call trendy. Mm. Yeah. So it reminded me some bits of like Shoreditch or whatever back in the day when I moved to, moved to London. But um, yeah, or did it match? I guess so. I guess it matched. But to live there would be something... Mm. Or because I'd visited already, I kind of knew... In terms of its physical image, I kind of knew what to expect. Oh, I forgot to also mention that I'd, I've got two... Uh, I had two mates living in Berlin at the time. 
Um, they also were, that was also a deciding factor because I had some friends already in Berlin. So because I went, they maybe changed my image a little bit because mm. I thought it was just going to be this grim, depressing place to live. <laughs> maybe it will change because my friends lived there. They could show me actually what Berlin the was good about. Parts. Yeah. Good parts. And I think when you visit anywhere in the world, it's always nice to have friends in those places. They can Absolutely. show you the alternative side, isn't it? Absolutely. What's your impression of Berlin now, five years down the line? Five years down Lots changed. <laughs> lots changed, doesn't it? Um, I like it. It took me a while to warm up to it, but I've got used to sort of the culture, I guess, of the people. It was more the people getting used to the people. Um, and I like it now. It did take me a few years to mm. like it. But even then, you know, we all, we all know we had COVID. Yeah. So yeah. that was like two years of moving into it. You know, yeah. that's when I just actually two years moving into it. It's just when I started to like it. Then COVID happened. And lockdowns, lockdowns and, and stuff. But what would you say? You mentioned the people. What is it about? What did you notice about the people? They're just rude, man. No, but sometimes we have to speak frankly. But, but Londoners are rude as well. New Yorkers and Parisians are rude. City Cities, dwellers. Yeah. But for you, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I should say they were rude in terms of how I felt yeah. it was. Can you give yeah. us an example? An example? Well, even going to a bar. I remember going into a bar once and I gave uh, the guy behind the bar some coins and he said, we don't take coins. <laughs> you can't have your drink. I'm like, what? what are you on about? Because there were tiny coins. That's all I had. Yeah. Like, you know, one euro, like yeah. cents and all of that business. And he was like, no, we don't. I can't accept it. I'm like, it, I, I just don't understand. Yeah, yeah. it's money. It's legal like, I tender. Can't, I can't give you anything else. Like, or, or I just leave the bar, right? And did <laughs> no. he make you leave? No, my friend paid. My friend paid. But it's that sort of stuff, man. It's yeah. like unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. It's like I'm paying. What's the issue? Yeah. I'm not trying to steal. Or like service is another one. What is, what is like? the service like? Well, I don't know uh, if I should talk frankly now, but I think... Um, <laughs> The service is like it's kind of non-existent in a way. Mm. You're kept waiting for a while. For a while, no one really attends to you when you're waiting for a table or whatever. But even then, people are rude. Like when they're taking your when they're taking your order, it's like they're super rude to you. And I even pulled someone up about it once. I was like, "Are you having a bad day, love?" Because <laughs> yeah, what did she say? We, we, we made friends actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true story. I said, "Are you having a bad day or something?" Because I felt like you're a bit off, like. You know, we're just here for like a drink, like a friendly dinner. Like, mm. there's no need to give me those bites. In it. So I think once you tell, I think if you point it out to people, they don't know what to say, isn't mm. it? And but have you point. felt that your behaviour has changed in relation to what you're witnessing? Have you adapted to the environment around you in terms of being more direct or a bit more frank with people? I mean, I'm always frank with people, isn't it? I think that's the thing. Like before, because I, I feel like for me, it's like, I'm never horrible to people in a way, especially not in the service industry. Mm. So it's just like when you're rude to me, it's just like I have to pull you up on it. Yeah. Mm. So I've always been like that, regardless of whether I'm in Berlin or wherever in London. But in terms of my behaviour, I just got, I think I've just got a bit more of a thicker skin. I don't yeah. take it personally. Yeah. Maybe they are having a bad day. Maybe it's just that it's cool to be rude. A yeah. Bit. That's and maybe it, it's also, it? also yeah. culturally, because maybe they yeah. don't even realise it. That's just how people speak yeah, to exactly. each other. That, that, the reason I ask that question is because I find the same sort of behavior in uh in paris oh. but i feel like i'm adapting to the environment around me so i'm not really expecting yeah. people to to be like all right love how you doing yeah. i don't expect it and i don't yeah. i don't sort of offer it either i don't volunteer yeah. it either I so see. i wondered if you had kind of noticed any changes in in how you um move around 
um, people. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've changed that much in terms... I just don't take it personally. I think mm. before I used to... But even now, actually, to be fair, because my German's not very good, is it? So when I'm making appointments over the phone... I'm always like, I've got, I've got shivers down my spine. Like I'm a bit nervous about oh. making that phone call because that's the other part of rudeness is like, like you can call and receptionist or whatever in the other side of the phone are just like, it's like that. It's just like everyone's having a bad day every God. day. So right. I'm just going to be a bit presumptuous and frame the question like this. What do you love about Berlin? As much as I think I grew to love the things I didn't like. Mm. That's interesting. Actually, yeah. Because now I can just laugh at it and, you know, have joke about it with mates that understand where we're at with, you know, living in Berlin. There's, and I actually, in the more physical sense, I really like the fact that the in the summer it's such an amazing city. Mm. In my opinion, it's nicer than London. What? Uh, yeah. I have to what say. makes it nicer than London? Because London in the summer is oh, amazing. Babe, like building some next level. Wow. Yeah, because you've got all these open air parties. Mm. Like they go on for like days and they're really accessible. But also the lakes. Yeah. Like you can get to a lake uh, on the on the metro like you would do on the tube. And within like 40 minutes, you're in nature. It's really mm. beautiful. Wow. You've got lots of things. You can rent a boat. Nice. As, oh, we as, did that for yeah, your party. We did that. And then recently I saw jacuzzi boats what? going down the river. So we're coming, like, we're coming, we'll book you in. <laughs> yeah, but now whenever someone visits me in Berlin, I always try and book a boat. Mm. Yeah. And I think in London it's not really that yeah, accessible, you, you, Yeah, right? you don't book a boat in London, yeah. do you? have to? You drive your own boat. Yeah. 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 No, no, you you're not driving your own boat. No, these are, are so you, you can hire little boats, which I do sometimes, uh-huh. and you drive your own boat. What? Yeah, that's what I did for the last two visitors. <laughs> wow. So I a couple of boats. I've got a loyalty card for that. And then, you've got, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got the big boat that we went on that. Yeah, that, uh, that's the one I'm thinking. Does it come with its own? That comes with a driver. Oh, or right. super, but the fact that you can just rent a boat that's amazing i'd love it. to do that yeah. i can't do that i would love I mean, to do I'm that literally it's so nice so stuff like that i really love about berlin mm. like it's just a, there's loads of stuff to do it's a, it's a small city compared to london but um there's lots more things that i like to mm. do there yeah. yeah maybe it's my time maybe it's my age <laughs> maybe it's that time of but time of the uh time of my life but i really just like nature and like being able to access that and yeah stuff. So i think that's what it is because it wasn't very much a priority for us i think in our 20s no. in london to be accessing nature like that's we didn't true. really leave the city yeah but even then like if you don't want to access like there's so much there's so much going on in terms of like nightlife or day life in mm. berlin yes it's the day life more because i'm more into day parties what, what when you the took day? me to a day party i'm yeah. so sorry but your birthday weekend <laughs> and we went to that day party it was a revelation yeah. i did not know that this was happening in mm. this in in, uh, in the world mm. like i always associate like raving or partying to be a night thing you get mm. ready you go out but we were there at what four in the afternoon I yeah think we got i mean there. yeah exactly uh but they, they, they had the been before. going and they just keep going oh my gosh keep, keep i'm going. a daytime sh- lover so yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about the whole raving situation in the daytime but i'd like to try it <laughs> i'd like try, to yeah. see but if you like going so it's like going out but you're home by 7 p.m oh i'm loving it <laughs> 
Get into bed by nine. Exactly. But you've had a night we, out. It's like the reverse. That day, that day we, we left quite late though, didn't yeah. we? Because we, we arrived at four. Yeah, but also you're on holiday, innit? I, I was on holiday, early, yeah. I didn't want to leave. I think when uh, we left, I was like, I want to stay. But I think because I was catching a plane really early the next morning. I, remember, I remember we went for a kebab after that. Oh yeah, we did. A kebab yeah. at like 8pm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine all those usual tropes of like going out, but, but it's just like really early. early. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. that's great. Yeah. I think that's good. That you have the option of that at least, right? Yeah. You don't have to do it. And in fact, that's the thing I like. I think it's the fact that you've got options. Yeah. Like, I feel like in London, like, there aren't uh, there aren't that many options like that. No. Like, what, do we have day parties in London? I can't Unless remember. Unless people organise it, I but I don't think it's like parties. a thing. I can't remember, but I can't remember ever going to one. If there yeah, was, if I, there I didn't one. ever go to one in London. But yeah. then we're good at, we're good at um, festivals. So that's a kind that's of true. day party. It, well, we'll pine during the day, but it's more festivals. It's different. Yeah, that's the thing. These day parties are on your doorstep. Yeah, <laughs> that's the exactly. Thing, you don't have to queue. So you don't have to pay hundreds to go to a festival. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I love about Berlin. It's all the stuff that you can do. Yeah. Um, and obviously you've got Boy Boy. I've got a boy boy. Yeah. Uh, so it's really good for like family stuff as yeah. well. So there's a nice balance there. That's nice. You know, I think that's the other thing. So I think it's a really nice um, place for a kid to grow up, you know, in their formative years and stuff like that. So yeah, no, it's a nice city. It's Absolutely. a nice city. Take, can I take a step back? Because I remember yeah, you on. talking about, um, I remember us talking about your um, uh, sessions, your home sessions. Ah, like This yeah. is something that you did, which I think is quite a really good way maybe to meet people and mm. to connect with a new city. Can you explain what Home Sessions was? So Home Sessions was actually created by my uh, partner and he's obviously into music, he's a DJ. So he decided that he wanted to create a space, which was our home, <laughs> uh, to invite like a DJ, like a guest DJ and an artist or someone that's, I don't know, like an artist or someone that's creative, I guess, that might be doing an exhibition. So we'd have... Um, We'd set them up every month. I think they were every month before COVID. Yeah. And we just, it started off with like four people attending. And then it just got so busy, got rammed. Because what we found out was like people are craving the need for connection in that city. Oh my God. But without the pretentiousness. Yeah. Right. So they're all coming into our home and, you know, we've got this DJ playing. We've got exhibitions going on. And that's, sorry, that's the other thing about Berlin. I, I speak like my home's like massive. It, it's not massive. There's just more space. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. just get more for your book when it comes to flats. Oh, I love that. Right. So, so yeah. We're, yeah, in London, like what you had or what you pay for normally in London would, wouldn't give you the size no. of a flat in in Berlin. Exactly that. So we could host that sort of event in our in our space, and the premise was like, yeah, people just get to know the artist, know the DJ, and sometimes buy some pieces. We sold some pieces. That's so good. You know, good. stuff like that. Get to, get to book some DJs. We've got, from from that actually, from the home sessions, lots of people had connected with like getting work or like hooking up. Or, yeah, we love you to know, see it. Or just like buying pieces. So I just thought it was a really nice uh, thing that we did. And obviously it stopped after COVID, like during COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. COVID. COVID. <laughs> Don't like it. Ruins everything. But honestly, I think that's such a great way, it's especially if people are wondering how to make friends in a new city or connect with people in a new city, doing something like that where you can just kind of just decide to create an event like yeah. we're doing this thing was it quite difficult to book the bands or get people on board was it a new concept for berliners or or was it were they like oh yeah of course this makes a lot of sense mm. 
Well, the thing is, we say Berliners, but actually a lot of people that came were expat immigrants. Right. Yes. And we're, we're craving, and the expats are just craving. Yes, yeah. like, people to like get us. Into, a, into some sort of cool exactly. event. And there were really just um, a lot of expat immigrants, of course, and people, I felt like people needed that space. Mm. After we had a couple of them, like I said, it started off with like four people attending or something like that. And then it got a bit crazy. Um, did the, did a, your guests there. invite guests? Or exactly. Did you, yeah. And sometimes they'd invite more than one mm-hmm. and it would get get bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was word of mouth. We never yeah. advertised. Yeah. It was literally just word of mouth. And it just got really popular. Um, yeah, no, it was a good time. But I must also interject and say that I think it's down to the environment that you yeah. created and the space that you created. And someone who knows Portia... Um, I have to say that you are an incredible host Mm, and hostess. You You and your parties, like, they were legendary. Mm -mm. Portia's dinner parties in the UK, in London, were amazing. Because she brought together really... She was really thoughtful in who she would bring together in different spaces. And even as someone so close to you, I wasn't always invited to every uh-uh. single one. She <laughs> she the She's IP. only bringing this up now, I'm you know. Just, <laughs> I, I have to say, no, I'm joking. But, no, but it's good because you were curating the yeah. space. So as a host, you were giving, um, you were mindful about who's going to be there and how you make it um, a nice space and, and you know, and mm. giving people just a, a, a lovely environment to be in and cultivating conversation. And I have to mention the food. Yeah, of course. You <laughs> are a chef, yeah. a cook, uh, somebody who is passionate about food. Um can we talk a bit about that? And I mean, you brought that into your home sessions. It's what you do now. So what do you, what is your job? So currently my job, yes, it is a chef, but I cook for little kids. Actually. Love it. But when I moved to Berlin, I was cooking and doing um, supper clubs um, and events like pop-ups and stuff like that. And yeah, food for me is a language. Like, uh, you know, it's like bringing people together through this common language of f- food. And um when I had my own kid, I just really got interested in feeding kids, actually. That's why I switched there. Mm. And, um, yeah, at the home sessions, yes, I did um, also cook food. And my partner will say people only came for the food. Uh, <laughs> that's why I would be there. He's in charge of music. Come for the home. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I guess I guess because a lot of people did say, like, is there going to be food there if we go? So, like, you know, that's part of it. But... I think there was one home session actually where people brought brought something that like they cooked because I said I specified yeah. if you come in, you know, I'm not going to cook this time around because I didn't want it to be about the food. It wasn't yeah. my it wasn't my gig. It's my partner's gig. Mm. So that's what happened there. But and and that was actually a really really good home session because I just remember seeing our table. It was covered in all these different dishes. Yeah, it was really amazing from like around the world, like from people's from different... people's. I don't know if it was from people's different backgrounds. Okay. People, everybody had contributed. Yeah, and it was just really nice. It was just such a nice vibe. And somebody bought like loads of fine wine. She told me it was fine wine. Maybe it was from the local offie, but I wouldn't know the difference, isn't it? <laughs> oh, this is some fine wine. This is some fine wine. So yeah, that was the home sessions. Yeah, and what I do now, yes, I cook. I love um I love like cooking. I love like feeding people, I guess. And cooking for me is about exploration and curiosity. So mm. I've traveled a lot in the world. I always try and integrate that into my cooking. And I think we spoke about it yesterday, um, Kat, about how it's like, it sends me into a bit of a f- state of flow. If nice. You know about flow. I like it. It's Love it. It's a meditative state. Mm. 
I just like it. It's just I don't get when I'm like to people, if I go around to the house, I'll, I'll cook for you. That no, no, don't go through all that trouble. I'm like, it's really not trouble, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> what you do. It's an extension. I wouldn't offer otherwise. Yeah, yeah, it's an extension of who you are and what you do and your gift, I suppose, to yourself, yeah. but also to other people. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Yeah, I learned so actually really nice. not to stop you from cooking. <laughs> you know, I, I learned you're the only one though. Yeah, like, <laughs> especially like you come to my house, you're like, should I cook? And I'm just like. Oh, you don't have to, but yes. <laughs> I know you. I know because I know it's not like a big yeah. um, ask of you. Yeah. Like it comes so naturally. So yeah. it's wonderful that I get to enjoy your. I food. love that. I love it so much. Yeah, and I really just enjoy. I enjoy. I enjoy, I enjoy that people enjoy the food. I mean, I'm, I, I cook. It doesn't necessarily mean sometimes when people say I cook and it's like, you know maybe not good or whatever. Mm. But I feel like people enjoy the food. Yeah. Oh, it's you know, I got lovely. to. I got a business out of it. Yeah. And now, yeah, I'm feeding little kids, so they enjoy it. And that's also really heartwarming to mm. see little kids enjoy that food. Can so. you tell us some of the recipes that you've you've come up with? Because I love it. What, but tell, for, for our listeners, <laughs> for the kids. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have different days. So I guess I've done recently I did like a tofu sort of katsu curry for mm. the kids um, with like jasmine rice. They have their little salad on the side. And like, yeah, everything's like cooked from scratch. So I, I really make my life hard when it comes to cooking. So, you know. I have to drain this tofu, I have to press it, I have to mm -mm. chop it into 80 little pieces, <laughs> hand bread, each individual one. Yeah. Some of them are picky, so they just don't eat it, but that's all right. Yeah. They're exposed to it. <laughs> Do so, you not know I have drained this <laughs> yeah, tofu? Literally. I cut it into 80 pieces. 80 pieces. Oh, yeah, so I did katsu curry. I do a lot of like tacos for the kids. So, because I think with tacos, there's a lot of options so i do like usually a sweet potato and black bean sort of smoky and he's fine dining these and children fine are fine dining i don't even know yeah. every time i see are. you put it on your instagram i'm like damn i want that <laughs> you're not <laughs> what you're am i having old. for lunch you're too old you're too old <laughs> so yeah i think yeah and then i because i'm in germany sometimes i'll try and do german dishes mm. so they have this thing called spätzle, spätzle mm -hmm. which is like i feel it's a little bit like gnocchi because okay. it's made out of, um, I might be getting corrected here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct, you know, feel free to write in and mm, correct maybe us. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like it's egg and uh, egg and potato and flour. And if if I looked at the recipes right, that's what that's what that is. Right. And they sometimes serve that with a cheese sauce or like some sort of like mushroom ragu. So I did this. Oh, and on Halloween, what I made the kids—that was something I else. Seeing man. that, come on, that was tell something us, else. Tell I us roasted what you did. pumpkin gnocchi, but the gnocchi I hand shaped into little pumpkins, all hundred balls of them, hundred balls of string, <laughs> pumpkin gnocchi. So they were orange, yeah, and they looked like the pumpkin, mini pumpkins. Nice, and yeah, so it's like that. Like I, I just really enjoy. How old are your young children that you feed? They're between two and six. Can you believe it? Two Look at that. The best living the, the life, man. The life, man, yeah. I but love it. Right. I enjoy it. No, I, I love it. it. Was it difficult for you to find work? Like, how was... Because I think you mentioned that your partner got the job. Mm. You came over. Mm. What was it like for you to figure out how to get work? Yeah, so initially... I mean, initially, when I thought about um, coming to Berlin... Um, obviously I, know, I knew I had this passion for cooking. I was doing those dinners in London. Hmm. I was like, oh, maybe I'll just do like pop-up supper clubs. That was the idea when I left. I remember, yeah. Um, so I was like, I'll just do some supper clubs pop-up. But there's a lot of, um, what's the word? Red tape. Mm -hmm. 
when it comes to doing stuff like that in Berlin. I feel like in London you can just do a pop-up yeah. in your house and no one cares. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I right. think so. Yeah, I, I imagine France there'll be lots of red yeah. tape because you need qualification. You need exactly. certificates. Is it the same? Yeah, a little bit similar. Yeah, you need like certificates. You need to do dots, lots of different like hygiene courses, I guess. Your kitchen needs to be a certain way. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. Like it all needs to be uh, catering standards. So yeah. It's like metallic, everything's like... You know, all of that stuff. And you're like, look, I'm renting, mate. <laughs> I'm renting, mate. Yeah, yeah and I just it. want to do a pop-up. It's not like you're going to yeah. have a yeah. regular uh, restaurant running out of your home. It's like yeah, exactly. events. It's like every now and then, I suppose. Yeah, but even if you're doing one, you need to have all this stuff, right? Damn. So, uh, yeah, that was a bit difficult to overcome. But I, I think um, the other thing was the pop-up, the actual pop-ups. So in Germany, you can do... I was doing it out of, like, people have their restaurants, and I'm like, which days are you closed? That's good. So then I can use their space. Yeah. But it's not that easy, is it? Nah. <laughs> it's never that easy. easy. Don't, don't be silly. It's not what, that what's easy. Next? What they what was the, um, it's like you hurdle. can't use this for that because of cross contamination. You can't use this kitchen. Because, you know, you have to really be careful with the kitchen issues because mm. uh, there's lots of things. I can't remember right now because it was like a few years back, but I was just like, to do like catering, for example, out of something. So you, someone might have an empty kitchen, like a restaurant kitchen, and you might want to do a production of something. It's not allowed because it needs to be a production kitchen. Oh. So it's a whole different level. Yeah. Like what's the difference? And it's it's because of contamination and all of this stuff. Mm. So it's like some, yeah, there's lots of lots of things like, little yeah. things like that, you know. Make so it difficult. Make it difficult. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, nonetheless, I did some pop-ups and stuff and it was nice. What were some of the things that you missed from back home? Was it like when you were right? I know for me, I miss brunch so much and it was always constantly on my mind. <laughs> still is, isn't <laughs> it? It still is. It still is. And I, listened, I was telling Kat the other day, I told you that I listened back mm. to that episode, like that New Year, New White episode. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a brunch place. I'm going to, you know, it hasn't happened. It doesn't matter. We'll talk about that another day. But like for me, brunch culture or, or uh, all day breakfast yeah. in London was my thing. And I just miss it so much even to this day. What was something that you missed from London before you went to Berlin? Or, or whilst living in Berlin? Well, you missed brunch, but I just meet, missed good food, actually. <laughs> What's the food like? Well, when I moved five years ago, I mean, the food scene was still developing, I guess. Because you have to keep in mind that, I guess Berlin, per se, is not as diverse as London, so you don't get all the, mm. the different foods. Yeah. Because there's less different types of people going there yeah. I guess like immigrants so we've got there's a large sort of Vietnamese culture and Turkish and and obviously German and then things like Indian food which I missed because mm. I'm like I like a good Indian man like mm. where can I get that right where can I get that and it's all like the same old curry sauce all over Berlin isn't yeah. it yeah oh oh uh, like with the vest uh, uh, curry curry, curry vest curry yeah. vest and that's what they put on the sausages yeah. that's right yeah. yeah that's a that's a delicacy over there <laughs> I've never tried no, listen, I was gonna laugh <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm not that's laughing a delicacy over there. no I mean look I've got you know that that's one thing I missed was like just flavorful food mm. and it exists don't get me wrong it exists but the fact that I have to travel somewhere to get it yeah. would be a real bother to me. Because yeah. I just remember being now, we were in London recently on, mm. in my friend's flat in, in Hackney. And he was like, oh, I'm just going to go to Tonkotsu. It's just down the road. I was like, I'd just love to do that. Because I know Tonkotsu. It's really mm. good. I was what like, is Tonkotsu? What do they say? It's a ramen place, but they right. do all the noodles fresh and everything like that. I don't have to travel like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's on your 20 doorstep. Minutes. 20 minutes is on my doorstep. In, in, but I'm... I'm 
sorry, I mean, I don't have to travel for like an hour in Berlin to yeah. like get to somewhere to eat somewhere nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Just the distance or, yeah. So I miss the food, the diversity of food, should I say. Yes. Yeah. But I also miss banter. <gasps> The banter. Oh my God, we've got to talk about Speaking banter. my language. Cat, the, I banter. think this is such an expat immigrant yeah. thing that people can relate to. Yeah. Bants, man. Bants. One, I don't speak the language. And even when I do try and joke in German, it doesn't really come out mm. right. You know, so no one really knows. But also just connecting with people on that level where you can have a little bit of a laugh and they understand your humour. Yes. I think what I really is um, German humour like? Because I, I'm not aware of, of what that might be like. Um, it's just different. <laughs> <laughs> Politically correct. Well, no, I think everywhere's different, isn't no, it? Everywhere's different, but I've got a sense of like what it means to be British humour. When you say that, yeah. I, I've got a yeah. sense of that. So I don't have a sense so, of what it, it mm, is a German yeah. German way of laughing and joking. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah. I mean, it's not British humour in the sense of like I've got you know I've got British humour, but I think for German humour. Maybe they don't understand the Brit. I don't know. I can't say that. I can't say that because yeah. I haven't met every German in Germany. But mm. maybe sometimes the jokes don't come across as no, jokes. For example, no. it's taken on a more serious level. Right. Yeah. So you can't yeah. make a joke because they'll take it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whoever I'm speaking yeah. to or whoever I have spoken to might take it like it's a serious thing. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I'm, I'm only joking. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. a thing, right? Because I guess... <laughs> Because I feel the same when in Paris, if I could just make a comparison. I'm just remembering, like, Porsche is such a, a wind up. Like, you are, ba- you have a lot of banter. You have a lot oh of um, charisma, I think, when oh, it comes thanks. to, like, interacting with people, making people laugh and at ease. So it, it makes me just laugh, you know, imagining you trying to, yeah, like, have work. jokes and they're not really getting it. You yeah. have to explain that you're joking. Yeah. Sorry, Katty, I just No, I was just going to say, Paris, as a comparison, yeah. I, I feel the same being in Paris like when I'm making a joke it people take everything so seriously you know and they're scared of um offending or you know they say oh well I can't say that you know or, or no you can't say this or or another and it could just be a simple joke mm. you know or if I say something like someone said to me the other day um you know because I'm always like traveling at the moment usually between my sister and my mum's and they said to me a French person oh jet set and next year you're gonna be in Monaco and I said no that's not for me so well have you been there do you like it how do you know how do you know if you haven't been there i said because i know myself i know what i like i don't need to go anywhere and, then, and i said have you been there so i've been there and it just turns a, it turns, it turns into serious. Into serious and you can't write anything off before you haven't been there and again someone said to me oh maybe you'd like to go to dubai and i said no it's not for me well how do you know you have to go there to try and i said well i know what what appeals yeah, yeah, yeah fine. Exactly. i've never been there but i don't really know but why do we have to make everything so categorically empirically like true and not true i can have an opinion about yeah. something yeah, yeah. And, and i feel that way with, with sometimes <laughs> when i'm joking and, and when i say things that i wouldn't think are shocking it's quite shocking to yeah, them exactly. yeah because i exactly. feel they're a bit sensitive yeah they don't walk <laughs> the line you know we in the british we walk the line we yeah. can yeah. tease and uh, you know be a bit insulting <sighs> yeah. in a funny way yeah i exactly. love yeah I so I definitely understand that I miss, I miss Manta. Yeah, that's, I think yeah. that's quite, yeah, it's, it's quite really important. And I feel like in, yeah. it's, it's the way we communicate. Yeah. It, and actually, if you remove that, then how, it, you're taking away a huge percentage of mm. communication and mm. being understood, 
it's I've never kind of really articulated it like that or thought it through like that. But mm. it really is so important to feel understood and to feel, you know, no, that exactly. you get your humor. I don't know how you got how you ladies are when you go back to London, but I just I just speak to everyone, yes. anyone and everyone. Natalia, like, get the, I get off the plane and I'm like just chatting because I know they're all speaking English, right? So I'm yeah. just like, all right, so just take so this just, opportunity. Just, 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 Take it all in. I need to get my cup filled with English humour. Even at Italian, you know, yeah. when I went back, we had our neighbour at my mum's house. She's got some workmen at the front and I stepped out the door. I said, all right there, good morning. And Natalia said, he's not even looking at you. He didn't know you were there. He was minding his business, not looking. I speak to the every like, person. Every person I see. Because <laughs> yeah. you, and you also know, yeah. like you're going to get quite a positive yeah, exactly. uh, response. Like if I just waved at people in Paris and said, good morning, good morning, yeah. they're looking at you like, yeah, are you, did you just escape from the asylum? Like, yeah. what's going on like but usually you can say good morning i feel to strangers in the uk yeah and they might Especially nod or smile yeah. you know so when i go home honestly it's ramped up i say good morning i smile at people it's so ramped. much yeah the bus <laughs> driver we were like oh thank you like, yeah, i love exactly. having a chat with the bus driver exactly yeah that's it isn't it and it's big it's but big. What, one thing you said about like filling your cup like that's exactly how i feel mm. whenever i go back to london mm. i literally it's a recharge of a battery it's yeah. filling my cup and even though at this point i don't envisage yet going back to live in london or the uk at this point in my life mm. i i know the importance of being able to go back home and i feel so privileged that i can mm. like we're so close yeah that we can just like stop off. Okay, I'm just gonna like a weekend, just go yeah. back to London, recharge, get all of that, and then come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you? I just touched on what what Natalia said. What do you envisage for yourself now for your career or the next, let's say, two to three years? Will you still be in Berlin? What do you foresee? Well, I think the next couple of years at least, because I, like I said earlier, I've got a little child, so. For me, it's like, I want him to grow up there. Mm. And it's just a nice space for him. He's got lots of space, and, you know, that's not... I don't have to worry about him in a way. Mm. Um, but also for my career, I I mean, I I want to... Uh, this is the thing about London. You take inspiration from London. Mm. Right. So what I noticed in London that they don't have in Berlin is like things for kids, right? Because yeah. families are a big thing in, in Berlin, at least. I, I don't know about the rest of Germany. And there's lots of things, but there's not things in terms of food for kids yeah like f- nice food it's all like this shelf stuff but i know in in london that like you can just go to a fridge section or whatever you can get like nice ready meals for yeah kids. yeah um and sometimes as a busy parent you don't want to cook no you just want to go to That's the supermarket and get <laughs> a nice meal that you haven't cooked because actually the other thing about parenting is like you might be cooking meals but your kid refuses you're like yeah i'm not doing that again so yeah. have someone else cook it and then and then refuse it. it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. So my idea is like to make like these fresh sort of ready meals. Um, I won't say too much. I no, love don't it. say I too much because I, I don't want it. all these hundreds of millions of people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't but want one of them to the try and ingredient. They don't have a they Porsche. They don't have the PC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Porsche up in the place. That's right. But I, I want to expand on like the child. I love that. Well, I, yeah. I just can't wait to oh, see. I think it's amazing. I think you'll be amazing at just hearing what you've got for these three to six year old you know and I, I never knew i could feel jealousy yeah jealousy <laughs> of a three-year-old yeah really. can i take a step so back well. yeah. can i take a step back because we're talking about banter talk about having mm. a laugh can you remember any sort of funny stories um that happened to you or that you witnessed or that you were a part of um kind of being in berlin can you remember any stories well 
Is it a bit X-rated? Go yeah, for I want to hear it. Catherine's more sensitive, but I'm I want to hear it. But you know, I think you might know this story. I probably do. Told I? You, she but, probably, but also, does she star in it? To our listeners who are so used to PG from us, um, this might be X-rated, so you oh might want gosh. to skip ahead. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 don't lose that. Fast forward a little bit. <laughs> but um, no, I so I really like like liked I like going out, and I was invited to a day party once, um, a queer day party. And um, I was out with my friends. It's broad daylight, obviously. And there yeah. was a treehouse. I look over to the treehouse. There's an orgy happening. What? <laughs> in broad daylight. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like an orgy. Like, there's five guys in there. Oh, my All God. All doing whatever business. You can totally see it. But the fact that it's not hidden, it's just elevated. And there's just people around. Oh, oh my gosh. Enjoying their land. Enjoying, enjoying the good stuff, man. Oh, so well, that's, what, right. that's the kind of thing that I quite like about it. Try not to look, but, but yeah. you, you probably you your eyes are drawn there. You know, I would have. I would just get my binoculars out or put my glasses on from my bag, like <laughs> clean so up. In terms of like sexuality and <laughs> openness mm. and yep. freedom, is it a place that you could feel free? It's the best place to feel yeah, free because actually love no it. one judges you. Love uh, that. That's one of the good things about Berlin. You can just be whoever you want. I yeah, love that about know, Berlin. I think that's what it is, and. That, that really, it didn't shock me in a, in a way, but it was just really surprising that it was. <laughs> for daytime, you don't expect it. Right? Yeah, no, daytime, like, if it was nighttime, you'd be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. fine, but like daytime. I think it was even that it was in a tree house. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing that, I was like, you could, like, it's just like everyone's there, isn't it? But they didn't, the people participating mm. in that activity didn't obviously care. And then I said to my friend, oh look, um, I'm trying not to look, but there's something happening up there. He's like, oh yeah, it's quite normal here. Wow. Right. I didn't know it was that, that sort of party, but it wasn't. It wasn't even that sort of party. That's the thing. Yeah, it's just, yeah. when it's the, just that people are open, yeah. and that's the I thing like with that. those day parties. Like you're not allowed to um, have cameras. Oh, that's good. So people have their privacy, and they're allowed yeah. to express themselves. Oh my gosh, I, I love that freedom. Yeah. Perfect. I think it's brilliant. Oh, I love it. I love it. And what I love, I mean, I remember when I, I think one of the first times I went to Berlin, was it the first time? Probably was the first time I went to Berlin. My friend took us to uh, Bergein, oh, the club yeah. Bergein, and like you queue up for like an hour. To, like this, this club is like renowned, super famous, mm. super well known. But for those of you who don't know, it's it's like a, I mean, from a music point of view, it's got one of the best sound systems and indoor sound systems like that you're gonna hear from. So to go to a gig there is really amazing. But they have these parties. I think it was like a techno party that mm. I was. It was just any other day, any mm. old day but you queue up for ages it's, it's super popular you mm -hmm. queue up for ages so we're in the queue for like an hour and then there's no guarantee you're getting in no guarantee <laughs> no guarantee and it's so funny when you see people walk back down the queue oh, they've got to pass you like oh god the walk of shame the literally of shame. so i'm like i better get in you know i am doing, it will I humble don't, you to have the walk I need, of shame I, though i need to be taken down a peg or two but we got we got to the front and the guy's like you know who are you with and there was four of us and like, okay right let us in i was like yes because i knew from people's experiences they've told me that they didn't yeah get in mm. but i remember going in there and just being like in or first of all at first I, before then i thought i didn't like techno i actually <laughs> could say i like techno mm. now i feel like there's a place in my heart for techno mm -mm. and getting there i had the best night very cheap alcohol yeah and just dancing and like smoke machine and kind of you know different rooms but what you see is that like there's this little cubby holes and mm. stuff in it and then people getting up to mm. where they're getting up to the toilets the only issue dark was, room. was it dark room 
Is oh, it, you didn't go to the dark rooms? I don't know. I was just walking around. <laughs> I, I literally, what I literally left my friends. Rooms? I left my friends and I was walking around, but you tell me why. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, the majority of club have dark rooms. It means you can get people just have, have sex, sex, right? Yeah. So I was, oh I think I might have passed <laughs> some. <laughs> Are they small? The it's not like one be, yeah. big dark room. It's like small little rooms. It's small little rooms. Yeah, yeah. So yeah it's yeah. small little rooms, but it's basically a lot of these clubs have these dark rooms and you can just go and do your business in there. Oh my God. Right, with whoever you want. And no but I love the freedom yeah. of it. Like yeah. when I went in, like they put a sticker over exactly, your phone. Exactly, yeah. So, no, so you know no one's going to be taking their pictures. And the guy in front of me took off his coat and it was kind of weird. So everyone was wrapped up. So you put your coat in the coat check, took it off and he just had his bare chest and his like leather yeah. kind of harness yeah. crossed the That's I was right. like, yes, honey. Like, yes. Oh, this is the place. It was amazing. So I love that about Bernie. In, like when you see that sort of energy of kind of like that's the thing in it you freedom you're not desensitized to it but you just like for me it's just like normal now to yeah. see i saw like i live by the river right so i saw a photo like just two people taking photos of each other but the, it was in broad daylight again <laughs> <laughs> what it's the girl that they're taking the photo of she just had this like her sort of boobs exposed like this harness you know the boobs hanging yeah, out yeah just this little leather thong right just in broad daylight <laughs> yeah. and by the river where, where families can yeah, just be walking yeah, absolutely <laughs> but no one cares you know so that's, that's what i like about yeah, berlin it's well. incredible mm. if there's something that you could take from berlin and take it back to london what would that be dark room the dark room <laughs> <like that. laughs> we would have been having Get a good time <laughs> in our 20s before you girls she knows it well like you know on from that actually um Similar, similarly, <laughs> like um, not the dark room, but I know London's open, but Berlin's like super open. Yeah, yeah. next level. So that that people are really just really allowed to be themselves. Like, because wow. yeah. we we can be open in in Great Britain. Yeah, but we still have that sense of like prudishness. Right? Yeah, that's the, that's I can't the culture, imagine just walking down the street with your boobies out no. and your little leather. Yeah, people were, yeah, 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 yeah. People still be offended. Yeah, people would be offended. You get arrested. Couldn't happen in France anyway. Like at that level of openness, really I as well. Okay. I can't see that happening in France. But that's that's one thing, I guess. And I guess yeah, that's it. <laughs> Not currywurst. Not. Well, the doner kebab actually, you know, was is was, it better than best kebab in 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 Hackney? Oh, well, I have to tell in, you, the doner kebab short, was um, kebab created in Berlin. Oh, it came oh from Berlin. yeah, it came from in Berlin. There's some. From, Where's best kebab? Uh, Kingsland Road. Kingsland Road. So best they kebab. Got their kebab. If they're selling doner kebab, it's from Berlin. <laughs> what? <laughs> the original doner kebab was uh, invented in sort of Berlin. Do you have, yeah. oh, sorry, do you have like your favorite places, like a favorite place to eat, favorite place to drink, favorite place to dance, favorite place to walk? Mikasa. No, I'm a homebody sometimes. I'm a homebody, so. No, of course, I've got like some favorites. Like when friends visit, I have to really do the research because it change. like it mm. changes. The landscape of food and drink changes constantly. So there's always like, I guess now in this day, there's always like new things opening. But of course I have like uh, favorite spots I like mm. to go to. Like there's a hotel, there's the, do you, can I name yeah, them? Yeah, come on. Yeah, there's name the, them because we want people to use it as a resource as well. So if there's anyone thinking about moving to Berlin or just visiting Berlin, maybe you can take some of Portia's yeah. recommendations. Well, some of them, you need, there's a bit of a waiting list, which is <laughs> what I recognize. But if I go for a drink, I, I live in sort of the center I guess I live in like Friedrichshain, uh, near Berghain, actually, 15 minute oh, walk. Oh, I didn't know that. Know that area. Come next time. 
Yeah, it's like, so if we get rejected, it's only a 15 minute yeah, walk back home. That's it. It's <laughs> an hour and 15 minute round trip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Birkheim's around the corner. Um, you've got, so I like the Michael Berger Hotel or Michel Berger. I don't know how Michelle you say Berger. that. I don't know. I, tra- I said Michel Berger once. So I'm like, we're not in France. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do you say it? They're like, Mike- Michael Berger? Michael Berger. Michael Berger. Michael? Maybe I don't know. I was that. Oh, wait a minute. Is he a Did chocolatier? No, no, it's the name of a hotel. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the other day someone gave me a chocolate, and it's like Michelle Berger. Is it? I don't know. Maybe it's from no. the hotel. Oh, but he's but he's a but he's a um patis- he's a patisserie uh. patissier and chocolatier, and they were like, oh, don't you know this? I'm so sure it's the same per- the maybe, same name, maybe. and he's got different spots around. Maybe. But this maybe. is a hotel you're talking about. This is a hotel, but the bars like really cool. Mm. So they like do really nice cocktails. The bars like super nice to sit inside and just spend an evening there. And I'm thinking of places near my area, actually, but there's lots of places in Mitte. Mitte's like, Mitte means centre. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, German people. (laughs) German phones. (laughs) It means centre, that's like the centre. So there's lots of nice bars around there. San Germain is like a nice cocktail bar. Mm. There's Mrs. Susan. That's also a nice cocktail bar. There's, I'm thinking of drinks now for food. Well, we we went to the Bauer, is it Bauer Pit? No, the Bear Pit. Well, we did karaoke that time. Ah, so for entertainment, yeah. In Mauer Park, you've got the Bear Pit Karaoke. That was amazing. And we participated. And this is karaoke yeah. in front of thousands of people or, yeah. or hundreds, hundreds of people. Hundreds at least, yeah. And it's so the Bear Pit so Karaoke, good. I think it only happens in the summer though. Right, in the summer. And it's outside and it's like you're in a coliseum. Mm. That's how it's set up. Like yeah. it's around, right? So good. And then you just put your request on and we did it. We it was did my birthday. It. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it still exists though. That's the thing. Since maybe next year it'll come back. I think it I came back. So. I think I because I follow on Instagram. They're not very active in the Instagram, but I think they did come back this this last summer. But for karaoke lovers, just <gasps> oh to say, my Monster God. Ronsons. Say that one more time. Monster Ronsons is you the lot. one. It's the one. It's the one. <laughs> like you know me by now. You know I love my karaoke. Monster Ronsons was the What's place. Like? Katie, they've got a stage <laughs> so you've got you go in you've got your 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 li- sort of on the periphery of the venue you have little rooms yeah that's so right. you can have private rooms and sing but the action is in the middle yeah like so you've got the bar in the middle i think isn't yeah, it and yeah, then you have a right. stage yeah. cat and you can sing as if you are the rock oh my gosh princess <laughs> rock god that you are i love it yeah, and it's really people good. but everyone in the crowd is so like yeah. welcoming yeah. and they're giving you like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then really the good. day that we went for your birthday yeah. there was an actual rock band uh, who accompany you oh, so, so it's nice. like rockaroki yeah i love that well, yeah. i've never done rockaroki but i would love oh, to do it oh my god it was amazing I'll be the killers I I, it was amazing so yeah that's one place if you like karaoke that is yeah. that's one place oh, yeah and who doesn't <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't <laughs> yes oh my god there's that yeah so um thank you for those uh uh, tips, but, tips yeah. and recommendations. Before we wind down, I want to ask you uh, two more things. Mm. What is the biggest lesson you've learned wow. since moving? The biggest lesson I've learned since moving? Um, I don't know if it's a lesson per se, but we were just literally talking earlier, just to have some patience yeah, mm. and give things time yeah, and not to take things at face value when you move into another country, because you will find like 
on the surface level, it might be like this, but once you find your people, your community, mm. then I think things become easier. So just have some patience. I mean, sometimes it might not happen, you know, but for me, it took like two or three years, I think. Wow. wow. Before I really realized, okay, I could live here. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's all right. It's yeah. all right in the end. So the, the lesson, I guess, is for me was like not to sort of, because, you know, I had all these images of like, it's going to be a grim place. It's going to be like this and that. Yeah. You know, I'll only stay a year. I can always go back. Yeah. I took my safety net away. I was just like, after after the first, after my sabbatical, my boss asked me if I wanted to come back to London. I was like, you know what? If I've got my foot in this yeah. door and my foot in that door yeah. and I've got that, then I'm not going to really try mm. in a new and place. Integrate. Yeah. 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 So I had to take my foot out of oh the my door. God, that's so London. brave, girl. Yeah. So that's what I did. And I think that's really important. It's just, if you're really serious about moving, to another country just give it time if you've if you've got time yeah and if you've got the patience and if you're at that stage in your life you know just just do that and yeah does your That's partner enjoy berlin he enjoys it more than london yes yeah oh wow okay yeah because yeah, we met in london isn't it mm. so i think um for me he he's got his yeah he really enjoys it mm. he, he's got his life there and you know his opportunities to dj to work mm. you know we've, we've got a really nice circle of friends and all of that stuff so yeah, and I think in Berlin you can really create opportunities. That's the other thing. That's nice. That's great. Yeah, and uh, and very quickly, um, uh, you mentioned you have you have your own boy, boy, mm. and mm. what I found interesting is that you know your partner is actually French, mm. you're British, mm. and your boy, boy is growing up mm. in Germany and in Berlin. That's right. So you are having a, you have a trilingual child. Mm. Is, is he going to have any other languages on top of that you speak? Bengali we had something on yeah no, no I, mean, I mean with the bengali i mean yeah i could but i always think feel like i don't speak it that much oh, okay yeah. so it's not like yeah i use it no you know, mm. maybe, but maybe three languages three three lang wow. how do you like in terms of do, have you ever thought like in a practical way or how has it affected the way you communicate with your child the fact that he has a third language well the thing is he goes to crash um kita German. <laughs> he goes to Kita, and um, all the teachers just speak German. Like I, I have to use my Google Translate every time <laughs> I go there. Like how was his day, and how it probably would affect us in the future is that we don't really. Uh, he's going to speak better German than than my partner and I for sure, hundred mm. percent. And I try and understand him um, through my broken German, <laughs> but it's actually I, I, will, I will never be able to catch up. Mm. I just I just won't. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be difficult in the future. But raising a trilingual child is like not understanding him. And that really, yeah, it's a bit hard sometimes because obviously yeah. he's trying to communicate and then he gets frustrated, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because he's probably saying stuff that's right. But yeah. I, it's not his fault. Because at this age, how old is he? He's two. He's two now. So he's, he's so just starting to incorporate language. Exactly. Into so, yeah. But even me, I mean, as you said, my partner's French. I don't understand a lot of French, to be fair. So I just speak to him in english and just hope for the best yeah <laughs> but i think That's it's such a, it's one of those things yeah. that you don't really consider often but as expat immigrants we have this thing where the children our offspring yeah will become better at a language that we don't really know yeah i mean he's german really and he, that's yeah. where he was born right that's where he's born oh but as, as i was saying i mean german thing is i think i told my friend the other day she's like he's german i was like Actually, they changed the law. Like, just because oh. you were born in that country doesn't oh, mean you're right. German. Oh, and okay. it's, and the, wow. Same in the UK, though. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. They changed yeah. the law. Oh, yeah. I didn't realise. I didn't realise. They changed the law. So it's just like, yeah, he doesn't have a German citizenship mm. or nationality or anything like that. Yeah. He can when he's six yeah. or seven. Okay. Yeah. He can apply to yeah. apply for it. But currently, he's he's an expat immigrant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing is like, um, yeah, just because he's born there doesn't make it. Yeah. But the thing is, he will be, he will be more German 
And then yeah, cause he's, he's Cause schooling he's there. there. Yeah, yeah. There. yeah. Like he's growing up there. He's, his That's mates just incredible that you have a child that could have so like you have different experiences because time moves on but even more different because the school system is different yeah. The yeah. like you say the food tv yeah. entertainment yeah so it's crazy isn't it it's yeah. like eye-opening but it's yeah. wonderful i think it's wonderful it's, it's definitely that sort of uh expat immigrant um existence i think to have like a, as a child to be like maybe communicating for your parents and stuff oh, like yeah. so many people go, so we used to take it for granted like people yeah. at home and like i mean our parent cat and i parents you know they're jamaican immigrants so they are expats i love to say jamaican expats yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but um but so many people have to communicate for their parents yeah. and do that so that might be what um Boy, your boy, your boy, yeah. boy has to do for you. Um, Translate yeah. all that bureaucracy. That all the yeah. bureaucracy at six years old. <laughs> so the bank is saying that you should. Kay Curd has a joke about that. It's so it? funny. Yeah, that's what I feel like it's I heard so something funny. like that. Yeah, Kay Curd, big up. Yeah, Kay I love so much. He's got a joke about having to translate like. Um, uh, uh, like letters from yeah. official places yeah. and telephone conversations. And <laughs> yeah, because his parents, of course, by his name, like, are Kurdish. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, last question before we wrap up and we let you go. What would you say to someone moving to Berlin? What would you... Uh, like any advice or mm. what would you what would you say to somebody moving specifically to berlin have your paperwork intact oh no. are they serious <laughs> well, about that? These are, are they serious about that paperwork get, get your, your paperwork sorted no i mean if you're looking for a flat in berlin in this current time it's it's a bit like london it's really hard mm. i think when i moved it might have been a little bit easier but it's it's come to a point now it's at the peak of being very expensive wow. everybody wants to live in berlin i thought expensive. there was a rent cap though in berlin no, no there's ways around it there's oh, ways what? around it so the rents become like super expensive um and if you look at like i remember f when my partner was looking for a flat five years ago he was in a viewing with like 50 60 other people Gosh, per oh, flat that. that he was going oh so you see God. who you're competing against no way yeah, i don't think you do that in london i'm not no too sure. no no do you'd you have to have like uh, in france you have a dossier which is like your pay slips your this yeah, and that exactly. do you have to have a guarantor uh i think well if you've not got a job probably yeah. oh well, in france even if you have yeah. a job they love you to have a guarantor mm, innit? no we have something called a chauffeur mm. so i think this is like a God, well, it's like a credit thing. I can't remember okay, exactly credit what check it is or something. Mm. You have to have a chauffeur. You have to have an employment contract. You have to have quite a bit of paperwork. It's yeah, quite paperwork. Gosh. So if you want a flag, make sure your paperwork's intact. Yeah. Um, and other tips about moving to Berlin. Uh, go away between... <laughs> oh, what, between? <laughs> the Berlin winter's not nice, man. Oh, my like, God. Uh, go away between December and February or get a, a light... Is it snowy? What's it like? Cold? It's just cold. Oh. It's grim. Mm. Like it's dark by 3 p.m. Oh, no. I see it's still light here. It's dark in Berlin now. Um, yeah, it's dark by 3 p.m. You know, everything, you just have a shorter day generally. Mm. So, yeah. and they get a light. What's not a light? What do you mean? Like, like a, a torch? No. <laughs> what would you, you could just try an essay. Uh, what do you call it? A SAD lab. A SAD. Oh, yeah. Oh. SAD lights. For your home? Yeah, mm. yeah. Like, oh, what, uh, what is an SAD light? Like, does so it give like, sunlight? 
Yeah, it's it meant to mimic, mimic like daylight outside so you don't get seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's the thing with building. It's just dark and miserable in there. Do you feel like people feel miserable? Do you yeah. sense that? Yeah, in the yeah, winter time. Yeah. I heard people, like someone said, they struggle even in Paris in the winter. They really sense, you know, with the darkness and the cold and exactly. stuff like that. It's just a different type of place. Yeah, it's a different place. Mm. Like, I would, And if you're visiting Berlin, not moving there, just don't visit in winter. Mm. Yeah, you, you were saying that to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You can go to the... If you like Christmas markets, it's good for Christmas markets, mm. but... A day um, and then go. Yeah, just yeah. do a day trip, but I wouldn't I wouldn't visit in... And then, mm. yeah, that's Wait fine. for summertime when everyone's Spring out. Springtime and summertime. Yeah, rent a boat. Rent a boat. Go get on a boat. Visit a treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Portia, thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing oh your journey. It was incredible. To Berlin. Thank you for joining us. We could have talked for hours me. and hours, couldn't we? We could, I yeah, could, but I'm looking at the time. We've got a lot to do today. Go. But thank you. Please continue to do you and thank enjoy you. your life in Berlin. I can't wait to can see. Can people you. follow you on Instagram? Do you want that? Uh, they can. You can give them my handle. No. Uh, what, what, what how about it? you give them? Uh, <laughs> what kind of friend are you? Do you what know kind of her handle? Yeah. It's Portia Picant, uh, isn't it? Portia underscore Picant. It's like a you spicy. Like. Portia uh, underscore Picant. But I don't really use Instagram, innit? But okay. If you want to, I mean, yeah. you might be feel connected to Portia through her story. Mm. So, you know, but if anything, you can reach out to us. Yeah. We are at Expat Immigrant on Instagram, but also you can write to us. Tell us about your experiences. Is there anyone listening who lives in Berlin? Yeah. What do you think? How do you feel about living in Berlin? Yeah. Okay, where can they write to us? They can write to us at expatimmigrant at gmail.com. Forget the first at. Expatimmigrant <laughs> at gmail.com. I'll put you on the spot there. No. I don't usually do it. It's pressure. <laughs> Guys, je vous aime. Je vous bon continuation. Bon continuation. Let's say a German word to, to choose. Yeah. How do you say I love you in German? Ich liebe dich. Ich liebe dich. Ich liebe dich. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Bon continuation. Bon continuation. Bye. Bye. <laughs>